Hey everyone, Eric Watson here, freelance writer, player, games, writer, board, recorder of videos, and tabletop role-playing aficionado. Welcome to Patreon D&D, or platinum-level patrons and I get together to play at Dungeons and Dragons via Discord and Roll20. These sessions are entirely supported by patrons of patreon.com slash roguewatson. Patrons also get exclusive access to private videos, custom 5e content, and participate in monthly DM roundtables. These Patreon D&D games are not live-streamed, but are recorded for your viewing pleasure. You can watch more D&D sessions, reviews, and crafting streams on my YouTube channel, read recaps at roguewatson.com, and listen to all of these shows with the Rogue Watson podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow me on Twitter at Rogue Watson and join our official Discord server with the invite link into the description below. Our music is by Kevin McLeod, and our amazing original character art was done by Jimmy McClure. Welcome to Chapter 3, Episode 3 of our Empire of the Ghouls campaign, designed by Richard Green and published by Cobalt Press. This session I am joined by patrons at Christopher playing Rye, the Shadow Fey Black Powder Sorcerer. Hello. Corey playing Lucian Drago, the Dampier Clockwork Soul Sorcerer. Hello. Dory playing Io, the Gearforged Circle of the Moon Druid. Hello. John playing Torben, the Bearfolk Ancestral Guardian Barbarian. Hello. Stan playing Alaric, the Dampier Death Domain Cleric slash Bard. Greetings. Previously on Empire of the Ghouls, using magic and subterfuge, the party executed a clever plan to scout the Reaver's Cave hideout and dupe the remaining cannibals. When Bon and Kovac made it inside, Kovac critically stabbed the Warchief Skewer, signaling the start of the battle. After a brief but bloody battle, the party emerged victorious and helped themselves to the cannibals' loot including a magic sword and shield that bore an inscription from Holdramos and an invitation to a blood wedding at a midnight temple. In the back cave, the party battled a water elemental to seize control of the reaver's small but sturdy boat and sailed back to the waiting osprey. Captain Sigurd agreed to take them to Marsh Hollow, a small village near Holdramos, where the party hoped to get some answers. After a long rest in the village, they put their boat to good use on the Shieldfall River, heading east and north to Holdramos, but when the river gets swampy and overgrown, they run into a pair of bear folk trying to escape from a large, hairy creature. And before we begin, uh, because it has been a few sessions for you, Stan, can you remind everybody what you took as your uh, magic item going into Chapter 3? All right. Um, I took a Periapt of Health. Do I have that in here already or not? Uh, can you remind us what that does, please? Uh, pretty much makes uh, Alaric or whoever is wearing it immune to disease. <laughs> Good call. A little afraid about uh, <laughs> what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Alaric was not influenced of previous sessions. Yeah. No, not at all. No more uh, ghoulism for, for you. Periapt of health. Um, and if you are currently impacted uh, by a disease, it, it arrests its development until uh, you can get treatment as long as you're wearing it. So that is something that if he wants to hand it off to someone who is infected, it would, it in for effect, stabilize them but not cure them. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because it doesn't require attunement, so you can just kind of pass that around. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Nice. It is the cleric, cleric version of a hold button. Neither an attuned item nor a weapon and armor. Okay, so I'll just leave it in the journal right there. Uh, so, 
you all have uh, rested, and even those of you that uh, weren't here last session, you still get the benefits of this uh, long rest. Uh, in the village of Marsh Hollow, which I can put you back on our kind of mid-sized overland map, I believe. You are on this map. So uh, following a couple days journey from Reaver's Cave, uh, Sigurd took you to Marsh Hollow. You're able to drop with the new uh, boat you took. I forgot if we named that boat that you earned from the Reavers. Should have written that down somewhere. There was a name. There was a name. Uh, <laughs> Brandon's screaming right now. I think I think Bond named the boat. I'm not sure if we did. <laughs> yeah, that sounds appropriate. He, he, he named oh, it after the, uh, oh, the person. You're right. Uh, the Melancha, I think. Was yep. The, mm -hmm. yeah, good yeah, call. Yeah. Good call. With the uh, the the bug standard, yeah. yeah, the roach, the roach standard yeah, flying yeah, from yeah, the yeah, mast. Yeah. I like it. Good call. Okay. Yeah. So you all take the Melancha. Uh, following your rest at Marsh Hollow, and they say it's only going to be about a two-day uh, boat ride up the river towards Holdermose. But about halfway through, you start hearing the um, the roar and sounds of um, some folks in distress, which, uh, Torben, you quickly uh, recognize bear folk uh, yelling and kind of... Uh, battle cries, I suppose. And, and all of you can kind of, you know, understand the sounds of um, danger and struggle but as you're taking the boat up it's so there's so much um, overgrown trees everywhere it's you're not getting any visibility until you finally get uh, fairly close to what's going on here and you can see just as you break out of a canopy of a swampy tree uh, a small skiff kind of listing on one side and you see a, a pair of bear folk are on board. One of them appears to be struggling with a just large, frighteningly elongated clawed arm that's just coming out of the tree overhead and has just kind of wrapped itself around one of them while the other one is uh, trying to wrench her ally free. And I am going to, well, first I'm going to move you onto this map. Oops. And I'm going to have all of you give me some initiative. <laughs> We're all over the place. Uh, initiative Alaric is the is bane moving. of my existence. <laughs> Alaric's moving slow today. Hmm. going to say, I haven't had a decent initiative roll in ages, so it feels like extra appropriate that I finally got a good one for, for this. When hearing Bear Folk in trouble, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I'll go ahead and tell you all, I rolled a, a stealth check on another creature and literally rolled a nat 1. So all of you are alerted to... Uh, as your attention is snapped ahead to what's going on, you can see right above the the tree that you're passing under a similar like large hairy claw like tries to start coming out to where you are alerted to the fact of uh, nearby danger. 
So are we still in the middle of the water? As yes. We're... Okay. Yes. Yeah, you were on the boat. I mean, it, it's a swamp, so it's not like... You can't really tell how deep it is, but you know it's not, you know, super, super deep okay. water. And you've got a you've got a kind of a mid-sized boat that, that could go out on the open ocean even or can navigate um, these smaller rivers. The, this is the the main boat. It's not like we're off on a second, right? The, uh, you are on the Melancha boat, right? Yeah, you're on. You're on your main boat, so take care of it. <laughs> All right, uh, that's handy. Ironically, both bear folk actually get to react first, but they're basically just be doing exactly what I described. One of them is trying to pry the other one free, while the other one is um, struggling with this uh, large, hairy arm coming out. Boy, they, they kind of changed the initiative tracker on here, didn't they? Or if I can go... Okay, there we go. And it's coming out of the water up. Uh, or is the... The hairy arm is coming up from the overhead tree. So it's oh. like something behind the tree reaching over the tree. So the tree, the, the tree is just... It's very, very thick. Um, and, I mean, when, once you guys can look at stuff... You know a little bit more clearly you might be able to investigate what's going on up there but um it just looks like a large hairy form you might you, your mind instantly might go to like some kind of uh gorilla type creature but it just has this really creepy like twice as long limb like extending out of it which is why it's hard to tell like where the you know it's like why is this 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 long kind of a thing You'd expect to see, like, the creature by the time it's reaching down, but it's still up in the, the canopy somewhere. Um, but you do sense that there is one right near all of you as well. And in fact, since I rolled so bad on stealth, um, it kind of, like, a snaps a branch, and the branch comes down and, like, falls into the water, and you all, like, look up, and you can see... Um, what appears to be a, almost a, a cross between an orc and a gorilla, but with, uh, or maybe even an ogre, but with these claws, uh, and super long limbs. And so, like, right over, like, the tree to, to the right of us, then. Oh, to the left of us. Yeah, okay. it's to the left. And you can tell, especially it's got these, it's got kind of normal sized arms. And what you were thinking was its arm is actually like a leg. That's just this incredibly long leg that ends almost like a bird's talons at the end. Uh, nice. And Torben, you can start. Okay. So, and like up in the tree, like out of reach or like five feet up or it is about 10 feet from your boat currently and one look at those claws and you realize those things can extend 10 feet okay Well, I 
kind of want to go <laughs> rescue the other bear. Yeah, you you do see. <laughs> um, I feel like uh, he's going to risk it and like. Yeah, you're you're less than thirty feet from uh, their boat. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go in the water and find out how deep it is. I guess. Okay. You splash down into the water, and you fall about uh, with your size. You probably fall about neck high. Okay. Like it's kind of unsettling at first. Like whoa, and then you do kind of find purchase. And you can go, but obviously it is difficult terrain moving through. I mean, it's you're not quite swimming, but it's kind of, you know, <laughs> it's slowing you down, literally. Uh, all right, so so double movement then, or double movement cost. Now, you can try and jump to get a little bit further into the water. Oh, heck yeah. Uh, let's see what's jumping. It's like... Uh... Like your actual stripe square, right? In yeah. feet, I think so. I don't think you can get a running jump from here, is the only problem, but maybe you could get a. Because you can't really you know, run on the boat. Yeah. He catapults off the front, and the back end of the boat flies up in the air, and we if, all fall. If Bond were here, it would literally just be like a. And, I, and Lucian's gone. Yeah, trebuchet effect. <laughs> right. So that's what happened and to Bond. Right. <laughs> my, my strength is 18, so. That get me roughly 20 then? Well, you're looking at a high jump, not a long jump, because it says, I think, a long oh. jump. Is that right or no? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or not a, not a height. What am I looking at here? Long jump. If you move at least 10 feet on foot before the jump. Yeah. So oh, I guess high jump is just going vertical, isn't it? So I guess that's not into play either. So can you not jump at all if you can't move at least 10 feet? <laughs> it seems unfortunate. Does he have 10 feet if he started next to me? Well, the problem is there's like... Um, you know, rows and benches in the way. It's not, there's no like path to, oh, to jump. To start. Yeah. Uh, without a running start would be a Let's nine. See parkour feet. guys do it. Nine feet. Yeah. So, all right. So, 510 to get there. Oh, I see. Standing long jump, you only move half the distance. Yep, okay. Uh, <laughs> the very next sentence. <laughs> and 20 for the jump? Uh, yeah. And then... And then as soon as you hit the water, it would start your difficult terrain. So... 30... 40... To climb up on the boat. Okay. I think that's as far as I'm getting. Okay. From this distance, you see, obviously, just another one of those creatures um, up in the tree and has its claws wrapped around. And you can see the claws are, like, digging in and doing some serious damage. Um, both of these bear folk look like they are warriors, however, is the good news. Uh, they, they are armed. They've got weapons. Um, you can immediately tell when you get this close they are both women. Um but they are built for combat. They're, they've just been clearly ambushed by this creature. Um, 
and yeah, unprepared. <laughs> they they look to you though, uh, climbing up there, and at first they're startled, but then they kind of immediately sense a sense of uh, camaraderie. Okay, I think uh, yeah, that should do it for for me then. All right, uh, Rye. Uh, seeing Torben go up towards that one, I'm going to fireball the near one. Twenty. Yes. What does the uh, tree like? You know, flames lick up the leaves and stuff. Although it's it's all pretty damp, so it doesn't like get immediately caught on fire, but. Uh, the creature definitely gives a growling sound, and you see as this flame hits it, um, it definitely does damage. It's on fire, but it just kind of lazily like smacks the fire out, and you see it is m very, very large. That's my turn. Alaric. Okay. Alaric is still a little glass-eyed, of just looking around and he goes I'm not a monster I'm not a monster and for the first time you see a bolt of radiant light come out of when he points his sword to the creature to his left a radiant light comes out of his rapier and hits him is this our first use of sacred flame? yes Wow. Uh... first time Alaric has ever done radiant damage yeah Braced it. Alright, alright. Dexterity. Raj like nice. Yeah. <laughs> Boy. Shielding our eyes. That lump yeah, not expecting that from uh, Alaric. <laughs> that big lumbering creature does not despite its ability to uh, obviously work its way around the trees, not able to dodge that blast. And it just growls even more annoyed. <laughs> And Alaric is just shaking his head. Does anyone speak giant? Nope. Okay. It's a negative. I have a sense that that is a large negative. <laughs> Torben does. Torben does? Yep. Okay. Uh, from a distance, you hear what just kind of sounds like um, curses, but your your ears pick up as you realize this creature is kind of muttering a language and saying, like, food stings. <laughs> uh, Lucian. Uh, Lucian is going to speak into the um, uh, earpiece to Torben and say, looks like you could use a little help. And he's going to cast Fly on Torben. Ooh. This might make you a little lighter in your feet. Wow. The flying bear. <laughs> Did you have to get over there? To you know, it, it does have a range of touch, though, that I'm looking at. Oh. Oh my gosh, it does. You're Dang. right. I thought that was 30 feet for some reason. Dang it. <laughs> 5, 10. Ah, 
Okay. Um, you could make the other bear fly. That's what I'll do. <laughs> Retcon that. Yeah. <laughs> just... Too bad, Torben. You went too fast. Yeah. You were you were literally like you were literally turning to like touch him, and he's already gone. Like he's already jumped <laughs> off the boat. <laughs> Splash. Uh oh. Whoops. Uh... <laughs> Um, yeah, why did I think that was 30 feet? But yeah, so I'll, I'll do that on, uh, uh, IO. Okay. That gets a sense of weightlessness. <laughs> and then just step back. All right. That means our big creature is called an Azenbosom is going to attempt to grab somebody with his long claws um, Alaric and Rye both tried to sh or both did successfully sting it and Alaric's a little closer so it's going to try to reach out its claws to grab you Alaric ooh but a 13 is not very good. So that long claw comes out, but you can see it's a little bit wobbly from the uh, attacks you've given, and it kind of slips off a branch for a second. Um, it will... As a bonus action, take the hide which I think, gosh, I never do this as a DM, means it needs to roll a stealth check. Uh, what's Actually, let me do this. What's everybody's passive perception that's on this boat right now? I guess we're going to be about Torben. Uh, 21. 14. There's something fighting us? 14. <laughs> Um, even you, Io, see this creature deftly blend into the trees. After it misses with that attack, it kind of gives a little... And all of a sudden, it just goes quiet in the trees. And for a second, you're just like, what the fuck? I was just looking at it. And it just is gone for... And you even see, like, a couple of the trees around you, like, sway a little bit as if they were, like, you know, could bear its weight. And it is Speaking your of bear. turn. <laughs> what else could bear? Speaking, of, speaking of bear. Well, um, so the fly, I can control myself. So I'm still on yes. the boat, right? I just will myself to. Okay. Um, I'm going to look at all of you somewhat squishies on the boat and say, can I go help Torben? Just asking permission I, to leave. Them. <laughs> I'm asking permission to leave y'all alone. Um, I will. I I'll will protect that. them. All right. And if I'll I do don't that. hear any arguments, I'm going to. Alaric, Alaric, um, not in his normal commanding voice. He'll just say, "I will protect them." I will nod. I will go. Quote Gandalf. Fly, you fool! <laughs> <laughs> nice. So you will see a very odd, awkward-moving uh, bear 
fly up, up and away. And... <laughs> what's, the, what's the flying pose for the bear? <laughs> are we doggy paddling in the air or are we doing Superman? What are we... One paw out in the front, one paw <laughs> to the side, just kind of, you know, gliding. I'll glide off the boat. Um, like underdog. And... probably looks so stupid. <laughs> And I, oh, with my 60 feet, I can get to that dude. Wow. Sweet. All right. Um, I imagine I'm going to dive bomb like a bee and try to bite him from above. Uh, oh, crap. I don't have my character sheet open. Whoa. I will give you advantage on this first attack because this is something this... I, I'm Creature. regretting not jumping on for a ride because we now have flying bear cavalry. <laughs> flying bear cavalry. Because uh, this creature did not expect the flying bear. Um, it's like uh, the creature from Avatar where it never expects the, the threat from coming above it. <laughs> yes, you have advantage. Just on the first attack. All right. Got it. A 20? Yes, that will do. A dirty 20. <laughs> Sweet. Seven piercing on the bite. Okay. And then um, I guess I will try to grab onto him with my claws and attack that way. Mm -hmm. Ooh, another 20. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's 12 slashing. Ooh, yeah, you sink in there and get him good. And at this point now, th this other one is sounding uh, very angry and looks at you as a proper threat. I will... Is he grabbing at the bear folk? Uh, so currently, um, yeah, it looks like the bear folk is grappled and restrained. Um, and somebody would have to use, you'd have to either physically separate them or somebody would have to use an action to uh, free them, which is a strength check, I believe. Crap, I should have done that instead. Um, okay, I'm just going to try to move over here and position. I'm assuming Torben's going to go to try to free. Plus, I'm up in the air, so he can, you can attack below yeah. me. You may... I'm just trying to... Uh, I was just going to say, uh, no. I, I know that you have uh, you are conflicted about freeing the bear folk, but... You may feel like just being a big threat in its face may force it to like drop its, you know, quarry and, okay. and turn to you maybe. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. okay, that is my turn. All right. Uh, at the meantime, though, these bear folk will keep trying to uh, help the other one. Which would I just say that was a strength check for freedom? Wow, and seeing the flying bear cavalry and Torben approaching has inspired uh, this bear folk into just wrenching her ally free from the grasp with a nat 20 on the check. Uh, so that was her action to do that. And then um, the other one will yell out uh, and, and address you, Torben, specifically. Uh, in common and say um, uh, warrior uh, Sif smiles on us this day 
This is uh, your yours. <laughs> Just gesturing the flying bear. <laughs> <laughs> a, a gift from the gods, surely. <laughs> yes, yes, my friend. <laughs> Uh, and feeling emboldened, uh, the one who was wounded will immediately, like, look around and basically, like, grab at, um, you know, an axe and look like she wants to go back into the fight, although she does look, uh, pretty wounded. Uh, the Azenbozum will turn to you, Io Bear, and growl angrily and notice that suddenly this relatively easy prey has suddenly become much more difficult uh, but we'll still try to rake at you with its mighty claws right. oh yeah dirty 21 doing 20 <gasps> piercing damage it's it's big <laughs> and will grab you in the claws uh, and I also need a constitution saving throw because, as you realize, its claws seem to be a little bit envenomed. Oh, snap. You are what? poisoned. Wait a minute. Huh? Or, sorry. No, can, why is it not rolling my con? But can Gearforged be poisoned? But also, can your no. bear form be poisoned while you're... <laughs> this gets complicated. But it's also... So my constitution saving throw should be plus seven. Holy shit, really? Is... Yeah. And it's only... Or wait, is con one of those things that doesn't transfer? Um, uh, never mind. I, I, I think you have to take the physical of your yep, form yep, yep. and it's okay. the mentals you keep. Yep. Okay. Uh, but but uh, yeah, I think I think your forge. I don't think you can actually become poison. Is that true? I don't remember all Double the. Double checking. I don't. I don't believe I can be. Immune to toxic. Uh... Do, 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 do. Yeah, you can. Do. do, do. Yeah, I can't. I don't feel the effects of poison. Okay. It's part of the constructed body. Uh, I'm sorry, flesh of steel. You are immune to disease, poison, damage, and the poison condition. Okay. That I'll comes in that pretty in handy here because this creature okay. clearly has some poison in its claws and possibly in its bite. <laughs> Is it. Actually, if you're. You're restrained, right, from the. Target is grappled, escape DC 14 until the grapple ends, the target is restrained. Okay, so it's got you wrapped in its mighty claws, even as your big bear form, and it's drawing in, which gives it advantage on the bite. So, 25 is looking a little better. Dang. Oh, God. Bye-bye, flying bear. Almost <laughs> max damage with its bite. Uh, however, you are immune to the description, because you don't take any poison effects. Right. So, 14, so I take 9 points of damage as Io. Oof. 
Yeah, and it seems disappointed when it bites into you and you, like, shrink down. <laughs> uh, Torben, you watched a very heroic flying bear charge into this large gorilla ogre creature, and then all of a sudden it just started to rip and tear. Uh, Io is still uh, grappled um, within its claws. Web symbol on you. I think the, yeah, I think my most effective way though is to just go at it. So, seeing his friend treated such, Torben is definitely going to rage. As he right here, I can range him. Yeah. Okay. And going to swing that blade. Oh my gosh. Mm, a rare miss from you. I don't think you missed at all last session. Rolled a two. Second swing. Try not to hit Io. Oh my gosh. It's not great, but this isn't an armored creature, so 14 uh, does just cut through its hairy, thick hide for 21 damage. Yeah, now this thing is... It, it finally gives off a satisfying scream of pain as you slash it good right across uh, one of its long limbs. It burns, it bites, it stings. This one, and then it turns to you, Io, isn't even food. <laughs> All right, that should do it for me. All right, Mr. Rye, you have lost sight uh, of the one that was attacking. I have, but uh, what Rye's going to do is come over and cast Burning Hands to where he last saw it. So right here, I guess. Okay. Uh, and like just engulfed that whole area. <laughs> I mean, it's possible that he moved, but it's also possible he did. Yeah, so. very true. Uh, give me some burning hands. Let me see it. Um, yeah, you, you put your hands together and just kind of spread out in the general area where you last saw it. And much to your satisfaction, you do see um, fur and hair suddenly catch on fire. Only just slightly. It looks like it just kind of shifted over. Maybe like the other side of the, the same tree. Um, but whether or not it takes damage. Or how much damage, I guess. Let's see. Dex. Woof. Yeah. You already know to exploit the dex uh, for 10 fire damage. Then I'm gonna move uh, back a tad. Yeah. All right, Alaric. Thanks to Rye, you've now gained uh, sight of that one. Uh, you are muted, by the way. Grabs the uh, robes of Sister Adeline and says, "Wotan, lend me your aid." And surrounding him are about 10 small little winged hussars <laughs> that are glowing radiant. Spirit Guardian. 
flying around him. So, first time he enters. This is uh, 15 feet. Mm hmm. Just half of the area in the creature cast here. First time on a turn, it starts its turn there. Okay. Um, I believe it is currently in its turn there, but it looks like it's when it starts its, its turn. Yep. Okay. Psycho wisdom save. Alright, you'll probably have to remind me that that's going on. Um, if we wanted to, we could make yes. a little uh, radius around you. That would help me remember. Alright, got the spirit guardians flying around you. Uh, Lucian. I'm gonna try to drive that mind spike into that one that's closest to us. Mm -hmm. uh, intelligence save. Oof. Nice. <laughs> that one's really not paying attention. <laughs> that one. <laughs> Saves have not been on my side. Yeah, so he takes 10 psychic. Yeah, he does. A little bit of a nosebleed and must subtract 1d4 from the next save it makes for the end of the next turn. Well, I got nowhere to go, so. <laughs> yeah. you right where I want you. Yeah. All right, so this one has to become subject to the Spirit Guardians. There's a Wisdom save. Which has that 1d4 deduction. <laughs> yeah, that would be the 1d4 reduction. I rolled a nat 20. <laughs> um, but depending on your... Well, I, I think I'll beat it no matter what, but... Yep, DC 15. Yeah. So it would be uh, basically a 19 is what he made with his plus zero. Uh, so if you make the save, the creature takes half as much damage. So still give me some damage, it just takes half as much. Yep, so he'll end up taking five. Five damage, okay. Five radiant. Yeah, it's not liking that. Um, and you can tell, even though it didn't take much damage from it, it's just really annoyed by all these fucking flying like creatures around you. So it kind of hops around the tree, and then despite its large form, it's very adept at hopping around. Um, and it will attempt to grab Rye with its claws. Because um, it actually doesn't want to be near you, Alaric. 26, Rye. That's a hit. For 16 piercing, you are grappled, restrained, and I need a con save. All right. I also uh, have a reaction, but let me make the okay. cold save first. Nice. I don't know. Wow. Did I have a vent? I didn't have a vent. 16. Uh, no, but 16 is good enough to avoid becoming poisoned from its claws. Alright, so my uh, reaction is the Mantle of Blood Vengeance. Um, so the creature has to um, make a DC 13 saving throw. Uh, dex. Not dex. <laughs> I can't do it. Making uh, 2d10 damage on the failed acid damage. Nice. This is the uh, that cool blood cloak thing. 
What? Uh, five. <laughs> not the best from 2d10, but it is five acid damage. Now this creature's really annoyed. Like, everything is just keeps hitting it. <laughs> it's been hit by, like, four different kinds of damage. Um, it, it growls very angrily and says, Food, stop acting! And now that you're restrained, it just brings, you know, it clawed at you from ten feet away and just brings its entire clawed arm and brings you up into its face and just tries to rip and tear into you. For 15 piercing and I need another con save. Oh my goodness. I didn't bring a backup oh. character to your session. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you said uh, con, right? You said? Mm-hmm. All Ooh, right, yeah. Rive and doing the sit-ups. I'm working out. He uh, got his leg fixed. It's all better now. That's true. <laughs> uh, it will take the disengage action as a bonus action, and with Rye King Kong style, it will take him and like go further up into the trees, clearly trying to get out of range of uh, Alaric's thing. How far can it go? It's my white hair. It, it likes. Yeah. So it tries to get. It had to kind of maneuver to get closer, so it can't get as far as it wants to. But you can tell it's just trying to take Rye and get the fuck out. <laughs> uh, Io currently grappled and restrained by this creature. Hmm. Well, let me evaluate my situation. I wonder what I'm going to do. Oh, I know. I'm going to go back into bear form. <laughs> um, does that help with anything with the grapple or restrain? You know what? Situation. Yeah, this is kind of an interesting edge case. Because um, if you're going from... Big to small, I had you still be grappled, but if you're going small to big, I imagine that would be kind of tricky. So why don't we treat this as a contested strength check between the two of you. Your strength is you're trying to get out while getting bigger, and his strength is he's trying to, like, reposition to re-grab onto you. Okay. So just as part of the wild shape. Why can this bear never roll strength? However, the mighty creature rolls a nat 20. I think I've rolled two nat 20s in this fight, and neither have been on attacks yet. So, Yep. Something for that. So Uh, I'm restrained, which means my attacks are at disadvantage. That is correct. Um, Okie doke. Well, I'm still going to attack. Fight first. A 13. Oh, just, just grazes it. All right, then we'll try with the claws. 14. Does. <laughs> you found its AC. <laughs> 10 slashing. All right, it's looking pretty bloodied. Are large and can take a beating, and it's becoming uh, like the other one, increasingly annoyed at the amount of resistance that this fight is bringing. Um, both bear folk now are ra- are rallied and ready for a fight, and um, one of them picks up her uh, war hammer and swings it with two hands. I think she gets as cl- yeah. Uh, she might have to jump off. 
hit for nine. And you can also do a bite attack. That's brutal. Oh, there's my nat 20. <laughs> the one who was grappled swings with her warhammer and then reaches up and just viciously, like, bites at this creature. Tearing into it. And then the other one will do uh, similarly. Similarly. All right, game. Don't forget about the massive what? damage. You're right, you're right. I do. Have, I just rolled another nat 20 for the bear folk, by the way. They, yes. they are so inspired. You're right about the massive damage. Kill this thing. My 20s are being wasted on my NPC allies. No. Uh, what are we looking at? A con. So I believe it staves off that massive damage. And then we have to do another one for the second. Uh, which... Rules for that. I think it was either ten or half the damage. Which the da oh, I didn't roll the damage. Oh shit! Damage was huge. Uh, twenty-two damage. That still makes the save. So it hasn't been affected, but God, that is a ton of damage. Um, yeah, DC this... ten or half the damage. Yeah. So twenty-two would be uh, eleven. So it still makes the save on that, but yeah, it took a crap ton of damage, uh, and looks like it is near death now. Now that the bear folk have just rallied, actually, she gets a warhammer bite. Warhammer bite. Shit, she might just do it right now. She gets a bite attack. Uh, that does not hit. Wow. All right, now this guy is absolutely pissed off. However, also near death. So it is going to um, fling you away, uh, Io Bear, like mightily. So I'm gonna have you. No, you know what? You're still flying, aren't you? Mm-hmm. So it tries to do a like, you know, big creature has a little has another creature grappled and fling it away, and it's just you just stop, <laughs> <laughs> and it's even more pissed off about it. Uh, but it will take the, it's still in the tree, it will take the disengage uh, as a uh, bonus action and just attempt to just very, uh, you know, unceremoniously just swing and, and claw its way back through the trees. It looks like it is just fleeing for its life at this point. Bird! Bird! And just makes it maybe like there. Uh, Torben, you hear, you see both bear folk kind of, uh, you know, yelling and cheering and not looking like they want to pursue, but. And it just moved away, or did it go, like, up? Um, it moved, yeah, it moved away from you all, and it's trying to still stay in the tree, so it's kind of swinging, like, tree to tree. Uh, if you wanted to sprint after it, you'd imagine you, you might be able to reach it, but... It's still trying to stay, like, off the ground. Uh, but there's not much more up it could go, basically. Yeah, I'm gonna... So here, I mean, is this, a, like, a little bit of land I'm on? Yeah. So it's not difficult, or... Yeah. Make it there and reach it? Yeah. Alright. It's gonna go and 
he's really upset at this thing now. So <laughs> rage and reckless, which I should have done last time, but God. <laughs> 17 well hits. All right, Torben, you come charging around recklessly and swing that sword wildly. And you think normally um, this attack, you know, maybe even tricky to find purchase, but this creature's so big and not even really paying attention to you that you are able to just slash it uh, right across like it's Achilles tendon as it's going through a tree and it just crashes to the ground with a horrible, like, crunching sound and does not move. All right. That's a relief. He's going to pivot and look at his friends on the boat and take another step in that direction. <laughs> Realize you're missing one. <laughs> uh, speaking of, Rai, you are currently grappled and restrained by a large, hairy creature who's about to run you up the Empire State Building. So I have a question. Am I, are we under a canopy of trees? Am I in a shadow of any kind? I don't know where First you're going question. with it, but I'm interested to find out. So I will say that you could probably find a shadow at some point while it's running you through its path. <laughs> Second question is, can someone misty step out of a grapple? I, I think so. I think this has been looked up a couple times uh, in our games. Um, and I think that is the case. I think that's actually one of its best uses, in fact, is to escape from those kind of situations. Okay. I, uh, I missed the step out of here. Uh... Yeah, and I, I like to flavor it like you're timing it. Like there's, like there's light coming through the trees, and it's literally like swinging you through the trees. And all of a sudden, it's like the cameras, you know, with the tree branches going in there, and all of a sudden you're just gone at one point. <laughs> <laughs> To where it probably goes for a while before it even realizes it, you know, no longer in there. Now, this does not say that it's an action? Well, it says you cast the Misty Step spell, and Misty Step, I believe, is a bonus action. Okay. Which is also why it's an amazing spell. So, I will do that, and then flip around, finger gun him, fireball. <laughs> uh, pew, pew. 18, 13 fire. Yeah, that's awesome. Hit him with the backside. As soon as you reappear, you just turn around and light him up, which gives him a horrible screaming sound. Foot, gun. Ah! Last question. All right, Alaric. You ran away with my friend. I just want to give you a hug. <laughs> Is he up in a tree, like out of range? Uh, he from is. Melee? He is up in a tree, but I would say you could probably still melee him. Okay. Got to move the map a little hard to see there. So, I think that's the extent of my movement. Okay. Um. So I just want to give him a little hug. <laughs> just a tap. Come here. Hold this. 17 will hit. Or and. Yeah. And. When he did that, he. Alaric kind of. His eyes kind of flashed dark when he um, saw him take. Because he promised to protect him. 
and with that a um what it's not putting this in the chat oh wait there it is the blade glows grows dark and he takes um another um 15 points of necrotic damage oh boy as it sucks life out of him and Alaric's fangs come out oh boy <laughs> you hurt my friend <laughs> so not all the way good yet <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that creature's looking really messed up now you have ruined his day Lucian uh, I'm gonna step up here um you may be a little confused by what you're seeing from Alaric right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting mixed signals. The, step around the tree and, and just do a step back. <laughs> Fade away. <laughs> Looks like you got this one. Um, no, but I will cast... Uh, uh, <laughs> take me a second to regain my... Uh, <laughs> What I'm seeing and uh, cast Mind Sliver again. Alright, intelligence. Aha! <laughs> Randomly. You made it. Came up with a good saving <laughs> throw. Alright, uh, I can move back, so hey, I'm going to. Now. <laughs> Alright, uh, on its turn, it has to deal with the. Thingamaduchis, Flying Hussars. Oh wow. my god. Oh my gosh. I, yeah. <laughs> but that take one. that. You still gotta do, deal with nine. Still gotta deal with nine. Yeah. Hardy ass creature. Um, it looks at you with sheer, uh, both a, a mixture of uh, terror and rage at all the different things that you've thrown at it, Alaric, and yet you also see what, it's almost like devolving into a uh, you know, a wounded animal in the corner. And it looks like it's going to reach up and still try and uh, claw at you and save face somehow. And then you see um, a a rush of water and a flurry of javelins come flying out and just impale that creature. And it just kind of slumps down and crashes to the ground. And you see a, another uh, skiff emerge from just... Uh, around a uh, a tree line, and it's carrying four troll-like figures decked out in chainmail and carrying shields uh, adorned with the symbol of Sif. And the uh, lead the leader calls out in gruff common, "These rivers are under protection of." Aldra, state your business. Alaric will quickly put his head down and growl under his breath, that was mine, and start heading back to the boat. They watch you very warily. <laughs> I'm still surrounded by radiant pussars, but... Yeah. <laughs> I 
I am now a walking mix signal. Um, the one of the bear folk um, chimes up and uh, calls out and says, um, "Oh, shields, maidens, I am Inca. This is my sister Olana, and we were headed to Holdromos in the hopes of." Joining your ranks, we were attacked, and uh, these ones helped save us from these large creatures. Uh, and the Trollkin uh, kind of just stare for a long moment, then look to all of you and says, uh, I repeat, who are you? What are the rest of of you doing here? Where are they in relation to the two boats right now? They're nearest the uh, your the boat you're near now, basically. They kind of came from they they came from the direction you're go, you're trying to go. From what you can tell, they're... and there's a hovering bear above all of this. <laughs> and well, that's why I asked because the hovering bear would put herself in position between their spears and our party. Okay. So. Yeah, they look. Um, to their credit, they don't look shocked by a flying bear. <laughs> um, so you imagine maybe they've seen some shit. Uh, but they, they do regard all of you with a lot of suspicion um, and uh, caution. Alaric turns to Lucian, and he's still got his fangs out. Not ready to talk. Sorry. You have a little right here. As it, it's obvious he's trying to regain composure and is having a difficult time. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll step up and kind of push Eller kind of behind me <laughs> to uh, shield him You're from the view a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we, we are uh, heading north. Uh, uh, looking for, uh, to going to hold the most ourselves yes you are on the right river for that but why uh, look to the others tell them like as in tell oh yeah I can I can speak in in your in their mind yeah do these are shield maidens they are bearing um, the symbol. All their shields bear the symbol of Sif, uh, which so oh, far okay. anybody so. who's been a Sif worshiper has been your uh, allies. Show them the shield and say we return it to them. Yeah, the um, I'll grab the shield that's obviously sitting in the boat from. Um... Uh, Rangrid Iron Eyes. Um, uh, part of our mission is uh, we 
we came across this with a note that says to return it to a Holdermore's sister. Where did to you be get able that? To aid in this. Uh, a little bit to the south, there was a river cave. You exactly took care of them. They, it looks like she fell in battle with them. Um, yeah, they look like they were even more tense when you brought that out, but with your explanation, they kind of, um, a couple of them like nod, and she's still, the leader still kind of looks very serious, but dour, and says, um, this is uh, important, uh, respectful thing you have done. If your intentions are true, then we will bring you to Holdramos and you may present it to Queen Thorgod. But know this, if you lay any hand or paw on any of the Huldra, we will not hesitate. You can count us as a an ally. Uh, they they nod reluctantly, um, and then they turn their skiff and uh, kind of give the uh, you know motion to follow, uh, and then turn up north. And go very slowly while also making sure they stay within sight of you all. Um, the two Bear Folk sisters uh, uh, turn to you uh, and still mostly address you, Torben. They just seem to be more comfortable uh, with that. They say, uh, thank you for your assistance. You are all very strong. You are most welcome. We hope to become stronger by uh, joining uh, the shield maidens. They seem a noble cause. That would be good. Uh, you will join us uh, north, yes? Yes. Yeah, their ship is a little damaged, but... Um, Nothing you can't uh, just patch up pretty quickly and at least enough to get kind of the rest of the day's uh, journey north. Um, as uh, you all head uh, north and stay within sight of the uh, escort now that you have. And after a couple hours, uh, you see Holdramos rising up before you. It's a raised town built on wooden platforms directly above the wetlands. Wooden stilts rise above the water in various heights and patterns, forming kind of a, a tangled web. The entire town looks like a kind of wooden spider with a bunch of uh, buildings on top. But the Holdra navigate easily uh, kind of toward a dock, and you, uh, your two boats can uh, follow through. When Alaric gets back in, you've, he's spent the, the, a good portion of the trip on the back of the boat. 
and he's he's shaking and that bottle of dwarven spirits that he purchased earlier is he's been he's taken a few hits of that and he just every time he catches Lucian's eyes he puts his head down in shame. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Alaric, you're going to have a point of inspiration for the uh, heavy, heavy RP coming into Chapter 3. I like the, the conflicts. Um, from there, once you kind of park your boats, you are escorted politely but firmly toward a longhouse near the southern edge. Back on the... Uh, inside, long tables serve as a communal mess hall in one large room. And many Holdra, uh, who are sitting, talking, eating, and drinking, stop and stare at your entrance. The very classic, like, you know, organ music playing, everything's going on, and then you walk into the saloon and everything stops to stare at you all. Uh, most of them are trollkin, but you spot some humans, elves, and bear folk among their ranks. All of them are women. At the other end of the large room is a raised platform with two carved wooden thrones. The one on the right is carved of dark oak and adorned with ravens. It's currently empty. The one on the left is carved of white ash and adorned with swans. A statuesque elf-marked woman sits on the white throne wearing a gown of green moss trimmed with silver. Her blonde hair is pulled into a neat braid that spills over one shoulder. Her calm face is marked with a white scar that travels down the left side of her face, only barely sparing her eye. A silver spear leans against the throne. And the uh, Holdra who escorted you uh, kind of has marched up to the throne and then uh, slams her spear against the floor, the butt of her spear against the floor two times. And says, uh, Queen Thorgard! These two come bearing a fallen shield of one of our own. We found them uh, battling some Asenbosom along the river. And then kind of nods to all of you to step up. Does Elric recognize this as the throne matching Wotan as a compliment to her throne of Sif? With um, the ravens? It certainly seems inspired by that, yes. So with that, he'd be a little more bold, step up, and say that he is he is a, 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 spokesperson, a spokesman, a, a prophet of Wotan, and a, friend, and a friend of Sif. And he pulls out the book. We were sent by the Temple of Sif at Jost. Said that you would be allies and help us on our journey. Um, she leans forward at this and kind of squinches her eyes. But uh, she almost seems annoyed and says, That is good, but what of our fallen comrades, please? On our journey, we dispatched some cannibal reavers, and in their possession, we found this set of valiant weaponry. And there was a note saying to bring them back to here. 
and tell you of her of her valiant defense of the faith and death in battle. And we have done that. She nods and um do you do you lay it on the ground? Do you hand it to somebody or do you just, are you just showing it to her? Would not put them on the ground. They'd be held out. Okay. Um the uh the other holder who has been talking and leading and escorting um takes them and as soon as she gets close enough and takes it, she stiffens. And you know there's maybe some kind of connection there as she sees it and looks at the name and you can see um she kind of has some emotion that she clamps down immediately and she turns to present them to the queen and she looks she looks at it and reads the inscription to herself and kind of closes her eyes and nods solemnly it says um oh, Rengrid Iron Eyes she was a, a mighty warrior one of our most trusted and valiant leaders. I am sorry, Hafrid. And you can see the uh, uh, the one who took the shield and has been leading you all kind of um, just give a curt nod. And she says, uh, this is how she would have want to go, uh, your majesty. And she says, um, the queen, you, but you did not come all this way to deliver this to us. What do such acolytes of Sif uh, need of us? Lucian will step up. <clears throat> we were told by a trusted source that a great shadow is befalling your land. High Priestess Jagoda, we were sent to aid in any way we can. Um, do you show her the, or tell her about the uh, letter Oops. that you found. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the letter. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, the one written in blood yes, on human skin. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that you love hanging around. <laughs> and, and, oh, <laughs> you tried to give that to Alaric three <laughs> times. He won't take it. <laughs> I'll carry it. Yeah. I don't have a queasy it's, stomach. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a stomach, so it can't be crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I would, uh, upon hearing Lucian say that, I would take the note out and also, um, in a respectful manner, not approach any further to the throne, but hold out the letter for her inspection. Yeah. Um, the one who she identified as Hafrid, um takes it from you not like snatching it but you know you're holding it out she she takes it and brings it to uh the queen and uh you know and she takes it not even thinking and then she does and she kind of feels it and kind of has this disgusted look on her face and then she hands it to the queen and uh she kind of mumbles and you can hear her mumble and say it's 
flesh and blood. And the queen looks at it and a visible shudder goes through her as she reads this and says, This is a bad portent. We have some seers and augurs who may be able to divine this midnight temple. I confess I have not or know not of such a thing, but if it is somewhere here in the Northlands with this, and she holds it out, being such a unholy thing, uh, they may be able to find some trace of it, if that is what you seek. Is, and and what of the names, the, the, the devouring worm, or the red goddess? All dark Any gods. There have been mumblings of darkness of late. As you said, the dwarf, and she says that, when she says the word dwarf, uh, she almost kind of spits it out. <laughs> A dwarf and reavers turning to cannibalism. She just shakes her head. And if there's some sort of Agreement or alliance amongst these dark gods. The Uldra alone will not be able to stand in front of them. This is a most important task you have. But it will take some time. And while you are here, you must, of course, join us. We have a inner voice kind of rises to include the rest of the folks in the back of the long hall. It says, in the meantime, we have a solemn duty to honor our fallen sister. They kind of slam their glasses on the table. A feast, a memorial feast for Rengrid Iron Eyes on the morrow. And they held up like a cheer throughout the long hall. And she turns to you and says, Of course, you will all be our guests of honor at this feast. Solemn bow. Uh, for our safety and yours, uh, we will allow you to stay here within our village. But uh, should you need to leave the guest hall, uh, Halfred or one of our other soldiers uh, will accompany you. Do you agree to this? We do. Absolutely. Yes. She nods and says, thank you again for uh, returning this. Uh, and with that, she uh, kind of half-rid uh, takes you all and uh, 
back out of the long hall and uh, down a little few more houses. And meanwhile, she's still getting a lot of like looks and glances, um, especially those of you from more uh, exotic backgrounds, clearly the Dampier um, and the Shadow Fey looking a little uh, strange. Uh, and the gear forged for sure. Uh, and, and for for once, Torben, you're not the strange one. <laughs> you actually see uh, quite a, a few bear folk around. Would they, they would they be able to tell Lucian as a dampier? Probably not. It depends on it. I think Lucian usually hides it more than you. Yeah, he probably just comes off as a weird looking human, <laughs> <laughs> as a scarier looking human. Uh, but there's some kind of houses that are more designed for, uh, you know, temporary lodgings. And they invite you in there and then they bring you uh, food and drink and, you know, basically whatever you all uh, need. A refill of the bottle, please. <laughs> yeah, they've got some good drink here. Uh, so you all can actually get the benefits of a, another long rest. So I can throw your tokens on here if we need to. And on the next day, we can enjoy the memorial feast. Uh, but I believe we're going to take a break right here. It's pretty good break time. So we're going to take about a 10-minute break, and then we will come back with the memorial feast. and burn to spirit guardians I think we're ready to come back from our break you all enjoy a lovely lovely long rest following your river excursion and a battle and meet up with the Holdra and uh, you awaken to a feast you don't really know this village so maybe you don't know if this is uh, unusual or usual activity but it is a bustle of activity on this day. Freshly slaughtered cattle are set over fire pits and barrels of mead are filled out and passed around. Cauldrons of foul-smelling brews are watched over by older Holdra, while others bring in cages of snakes. The Holdra are filled with excitement and celebration as they prepare. Many make their way to the Queen's Hall as the sun reaches its zenith and soon... Queen Thorgird sits upon the throne as the voices die down. And she announces, We are gathered here to honor the life and death of Sister Rangrid Ironhise, a most valiant warrior who helped repel a raid by dwarven reavers and was the first to volunteer for the retaliatory strike. She once rescued a lost hunter from being eaten by a pack of wolves in the forest, and few dared match her skill with the javelin. To Rangrid! And the crowd cheers and knock back their ales. Captain Halfred, please place our fallen sister's sword and shield in the armory until such a worthy shield maiden is found to carry her legacy. And the captain solemnly takes them into... A back room. And now, enjoy the festivities. 
and you see a lot of the holder begin filing outside and as you all can see there it's like a carnival out here um but for warriors so there's um stations where there's archery targets set up uh you can see near uh the river they're hauling out these logs that have concentric circles and they're setting out axes uh there's some barrels uh that have these uh painted on crude pictures of dwarves that are not very flattering being set out <laughs> and you all are encouraged to join in on some of these games and you're kind of the talk of the uh of the village at the moment um specifically uh there is archery there is axe throwing uh there, what looks like is uh, hurtling a uh, hammer, and there is a uh, they. You're not quite sure what the barrel one is, but it looks like it's some sort of game involving um, a bunch of big stones. Step right up. Who wants to uh, try their hand at some of these? <laughs> uh, so number... is there a... Good. I was going to say, is there one of those things where they have the whole bunch of the balloons and I can throw darts because I'm proficient <laughs> in darts? Proficient uh... in darts. Uh, they do not have that one. This doesn't appear to be a kid-friendly one. It's specifically for uh, all these warriors. <laughs> They have a claw machine. Right. <laughs> I could, That's I could more my speed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's mage handed. <laughs> so you said archery? You said archery? Archery, axe throwing, um, hammer hurling, I guess. And then there's some kind of game that uh, you, you could walk up and learn about it, but it looks like it involves the barrels with the dwarves painted on them and a bunch of um, rocks around. There's also uh, a... Um, an area that has all these cages full of snakes that look like there's something going on over there. <laughs> it has been probably 10 years since I have tried to use a bow. But I, I'm trying to relearn things, so I will try the archery. Okay, does anybody else want to step up with uh, Alaric? You feel like you all could participate in a couple events if you wanted to. You probably couldn't all do, like, all of them, because just if you're doing these all simultaneously. I'll head to, towards the barrels. Okay. I'm kind of curious about the snakes. I just want to <laughs> see what that's all about. <laughs> Yeah, the snakes. I think I'll, I'll, Torben will go with Rye to the barrels. Alaric just looks at you, Lucian, and just raises the eyebrow. <laughs> I think I have I'll, I have I limits. <laughs> I think I'll go with Lucian to the snakes. Okay. Oh, that seems like it's cheating too, because you can't. <laughs> You get some looks for sure. <laughs> All right. Um, let's do the uh, 
archery. So it's just Alaric, I think. Yep. All right. Um, so you are literally going to be shooting, and a couple of Holdra, uh, you know, come up and kind of nod at you. Um, all of them, of course, just hulking like Trollkin. Uh, and they pick up bows. Um, are you proficient? I am. Pro- okay. I am proficient in martial weapons. Okay. Um, I do not carry one of my own. No, that there's there's basic ass like long bows or short bows that you can uh, use um, that are there. Um, I'm trying to figure out what your uh, it would be your dex plus your proficiency. Yeah. Yep. So it's uh, d20 plus seven. Yep, and it looks like you get uh, three shots. Pull up the table. So precision. Yeah, three shots, and just the better uh, you roll, that is the kind of the you know bullseye. That's the circle thing you can make it in. Okay. So three shots. Uh, yes. Progressively getting worse. <laughs> oh, there we go. Nice uh, plus, end. Plus seven is pretty freaking solid. <laughs> yeah, the first two shots were like, how do you do this yeah. again? <laughs> and then, ah, now I remember. Yeah, and in, yeah, so in 11, you just get like the outer ring. Points. Um, a ten, you miss. You you miss the ring completely, but you do hit the target. So at least your arrow doesn't go sailing off. <laughs> no innocent bystander harmed in this event. <laughs> yeah, that's worth half a point apparently. And then an eighteen, you actually hit the eighth ring, which is pretty close to a bullseye. So that's really good. Good. That's eight for a total of. Uh, 9.5 points. Alright, uh, and then we've got holder number one steps up to fire three shots, and they are, uh, let's see, plus, what is y'all's proficiency right now? Is it two or three? Is it three now? It's your five. Okay. So we'll give them four. Their dex is not nearly as good, though. They are mostly strong. All right. So one roll, second roll, third roll. Okay. So the first one steps up and does a little bit better. Um. Fourteen. Funsies, we'll do another one. Oh boy, <laughs> ten is point five. I'm reading off a table. Uh, twenty and twenty-three is all very good. Wilhelmina Tell has just entered the chat. Yes, yes. <laughs> Fifteen, nine, and twenty-two. All right, they basically all do better than you. Absolutely. Five. Although that one, that one nine completely misses the target. So that's kind of exciting. There's a little bit of a commotion there. Oh. Zero, ten. 
Yes, uh, Alaric, you come in a respectable fourth place out of four, <laughs> but they still <laughs> they still like like kind of slap you know in playful manner, and um, you get the feeling like had you shown them up, it maybe maybe they would have been would not have been uh, reacting in such a uh, good spirits. <laughs> But they seem happy that you uh, participated. And I go start looking for another drink. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. You were looking at the barrels, um, which the Holdra call... This is Ryan Torben. Uh, the Crown of Kings. Uh, and they describe the game as uh, depicting, um, you know dwarves of old and um their succession and their lines they're supposed to depict uh dwarven leaders but as you can tell these trollkin are not very fond of dwarves and maybe some of you who know your history of midgard would recall in universe uh would recall that there were a lot of wars fought uh between uh the dwarves and the trollkin of this area and they are no love lost there and sure enough they're very like mocking portraits and these there are nine barrels and there's a stone placed in front of each barrel, but they go from pretty big to hilariously gigantic boulders. And apparently what they describe it as is there's a, one of the Holdra uh, taps a rhythm on a drum and it's a measure of speed. You're supposed to go as fast as possible, picking up and placing these boulders or, and stones on top of the barrels. So it is a race that involves uh, some strength. I'm excited to see how Rai cheats himself into this one. <laughs> well, I was thinking this would be Dexy. Like we would be either like the barrels would be like rolling or spitting or running. Yeah, your face falls when they describe <laughs> There's just a bunch of stones in front of the barrels. Um, so but Everybody can win. It's about the effort. There you go. Um, you think that uh, without the means of any kind of subterfuge or magic, it would take a series of athletics checks to try to pull this off, and it looks like the, you know, the the first couple stones would be not very difficult, uh, and then the last ones would be more difficult. And it, the better you do on your athletics check, the faster or slower that you get in the final um, tally. And the and magic is allowed. <laughs> You're pretty sure none of the holder can cast spells. And would they detect magical guidance? Like, I'm, I'm, uh... it, it depends on how you try to work it out. I'm, I'm willing to hear uh, what 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 kind of methods you got. <laughs> I feel like Rye would just walk up. Somebody's like, "Can I cheat with magic? Is that allowed?" Or <laughs> <laughs> like, Rye, shut up. So we so so we shoot the barrels <laughs> or blow them up. Or blow them, yeah. Can I use fire? I'm really good with fire. When you make a ability check that fails, you can spend a sorcery point to re-roll the D twenty. I mean I think if you flavor that as, you know, you not trying to look like it's super magical, then you could probably get away with that. So couple it with a deception check. <laughs> well, not even Sarah. Just, just to describe to me, I guess what it's going to look like. Um. Yeah. So, do you want to step up first? 
Yeah, I'll go first. Go Torvid Houndstone. Flex of muscle. Right. <laughs> they, you can see a lot of the holder like nudging and kind of whispering and pointing at you and stuff. The scrawny shadow thing. <laughs> it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. <laughs> Twins. All right. Uh, give me an athletics check. We're going to do this kind of slowly so I can keep track of which ones you're rolling. So don't give me a bunch at once. <laughs> and let me know if you Eight. want to use any of your abilities. Yeah. Uh, the first stone um, is easy, but it's not quite that easy. But you feel like it would slow you down a bit. Then, uh, yeah. So, um, I think I, I try to do it, and then uh, like crack my knuckles. And when I crack my knuckles, that's when I do the, the guidance. <laughs> you like limber up a little bit. <laughs> so I'll uh, spend one of those to reroll. Ooh, yes. very nice. A 19. Let's see, succeed. Okay, so you're actually ahead now. You get a little bit faster. You quickly get that one, that stone up on there. Okay, uh, give me an athletics check for the second one. No, man. <laughs> I dropped this one. <laughs> right, right on the toes. <laughs> that one. You just throw out your back like, ah. That was the leg there just healed. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to throw some guidance on that one, or do you want to just fall on your face? I, uh... Yeah, so if... If before it hits the ground, I can like flip him and try to flip it up through, yeah, like a like a spinning throw. It doesn't look like there's Make any like restriction on like how often you can use this. Other if you just have the sorcery point, so yeah, you can be just keep tapping into that wellspring of magic. Oh wow! His magical guidance is making this happen. Torben, you are like slack jaw because you still you see him like you swear you see him just fail utterly, and all of a sudden he just like. You know, cracks his knuckles into something, and it's just like nothing. Uh, so nineteen. So you are now going real fast. You are like ahead of the game currently. Give me another athletics check. Sixteen. Sixteen is good. You maintain your fast speed. Give me an athletics check. Four. Four. So good. this one. Uh, so. <laughs> So this one, I more or less uh, pretend like I'm playing around with it, and as it falls, I kind of like kick it up like a foosball, like a like I'm playing a hacky sack. All right, this stone's about uh, two hundred pounds. <laughs> with a uh, magic, okay. uh, the power of the hacky putting sack. On, putting on a uh, show, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's see. So how did Rye break his leg again as yeah. they bring him to the cleric? Well, let's let's see what his reroll does. We'll find. Damn! Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> All the nudging and winking and mocking has like stopped. You've like silenced the crowd right now. <laughs> They're like stunned about what's going on. You are you're like at the record holder currently. All right, give me another athletics check. You keep going. Whoa! <laughs> wow, you are cruising. One, two, three, four, five. You're over halfway through now. You're going lightning fast. Everybody, there's a hush has fallen over the crowd. 
Um, with that, I will give you advantage on the next one straight out because now you like feel emboldened. You're like, I got this. I don't even need the magic. Oh. No. <laughs> but the sorcerer does need the magic. But the sorcerer might need the That's magic. Right. Yeah. Um. Now I will say to your credit, again, it's a speed thing. Right now, you're like the fastest. You feel like you were going lightning fast. You, I mean, you could maybe, you know, screw a few up and still be okay. I don't want to tell you what to do, but like. In other words, it's not. Uh, I, it's got, not... I still got surgery. Points. Okay, yeah, yeah, so, yeah go for it. Go uh, he's gonna uh, kick it <laughs> out and fucking beat the, the record uh... on this. <laughs> so he's, he's gonna go down to two surgery points left, uh, and um, this one he's gonna try to like roll around and do like a like roll on his arms. Let's see, let's see what he can pull out. Oh, uh, no! It, it drops it. <laughs> it drops it. Yep. Yeah. I'm measuring that one. One, two, three, four, five. This was the sixth one. Uh, so that was not quite a fail by ten. Okay, so you slow down a little bit, but it's not the end of the world. Um, no. You are still so far ahead that you, you still feel like you're doing pretty well, honestly. Uh, give me an athletics check. One, two, three, four, five, six. We're on number seven. Oh, man. <laughs> um... So I, I think I just look like I'm straining, like, really hard. Uh, I'm going to burn on. I've uh, still one more left after this. 15. Okay, 15 is good enough. So you maintain your uh, good speed. Still, still really good. Two, three, four. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Two more athletics checks I need. You're getting to where the stones are, like, 350 pounds or something. Like, it is... Getting real That's crazy. Nothing. Ooh. Yeah, that's that's gonna be a struggle with these big ones for sure. Does this one uh slow me down? Um, like the... This would slow you back down, yes. You're still ahead right now, uh, yeah. you, you feel like now this one would slow you down to be kinda like average speed. All right, I'll uh, I'll burn the last one. Here we go. Okay. Got to pick it up on my knee. Okay, that allows you to uh, maintain basically what you did. So after all that drama, uh, you come out of it going at uh, you come out and everybody still gives you a cheer like they're pretty satisfied with that and you seem to you didn't break any records but you you performed uh, very very well and everybody's very impressed. And uh, they kind of slap you on the back and give you a cheer and everything. Um, Made it look easy. Yeah, before we do Torben, let's make things interesting and put uh, put a Holdra in here. Um, and I'll roll some of those just so you can kind of see what you're up against here. They've got a plus three. Actually, you know what? Let's have somebody else roll it so I'm not always uh, rolling these. Um, who hasn't gone yet? Uh, Dory, give me some... Uh, D20 checks with a plus three and do them kind of slowly so I can keep track. <laughs> so just a 1D20 plus three? Yes. Ooh, Oof. okay. So six is slow. All right, give me another one, please. 
13. 13 is a 18. All right. Uh, another one. Number three. Nat 20. Nat 23. 20, yeah, is uh, above 10. So I was going to go way down to 2. B is a very complicated system of having to track all this. Um, so yeah, you see the holder like just suddenly just find the strength and speed up a bunch after kind of a slow start. All right, keep going. Number four, start grabbing those boulders. They get heavier. Uh, 18. Ooh, that's also good. Now she's going really quick. And now you see a, a hush goes across as this one's uh, speeding up to lightning fast. All right, keep going. Number five. Oof. Nine. Ooh, a nine. Okay. She kind of stumbles a bit, almost drops it, but gets it back up there, um, slowing down a bit. Still currently going faster than Rye, however. One, two, three, four, five. Give me another one. Number six. Six. Ouch. Uh, that is painful. Slows down to Rye speed currently. All right. Give me number seven. <laughs> Not Rye speed. Fifteen. <laughs> okay. She maintains. Number eight. Nat 20 again. Ooh. 23. 23. Uh, suddenly she picks up the speed, and it looks like she's going to do pretty well. Give me the last one. Dirty 20. And a dirty 20 allows her to... Uh, wow, actually did really well. So that is by... Like, way to succeed by five nine. Yeah. Um, so suddenly a giant cheer goes up in the crowd and they declare her, um, like one of the fastest that's ever run, uh, this program. <laughs> so Torben, you are feeling the pressure now as you step Sorry, up. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I was strength of one, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Torben, you can run through the drum starts. <laughs> oh, right out of the gate. Seven. You didn't. You didn't uh, stretch first. <laughs> God, yeah, it's plus seven. Uh, so that is a slow start. But that's okay. The holder started off slow too. All right, give me some more. You're currently muted, by the way. There we go. What? <laughs> Nat one into a nat <laughs> twenty. Yeah, you just took a second and now found yourself. Uh, so that is plus two. So you make up for some lost ground uh, on that one. All right, and I'll give you advantage since you rolled a nat twenty on this next athletics check. Oh my! That is a bit of a struggle. Slow back down a little bit. All right, give me oh, another one. <laughs> Nine on advantage. So you rolled a one and a two? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when a two becomes your best roll on advantage, that's not good. Yeah. All right, 19 is good. Uh, give me another one. 14 is perfectly acceptable. Uh, so far, you're doing very well, and you hear some, like, you know, uh, a few cheers from the crowd. Uh, give me number six. 
Okay, you get some more cheers now. Number six is 13. So now you're going really, now you're starting to catch some uh, excitement in the air. Give me number seven. Ooh, he maintains that fast speed. Give me number eight. Oh, shit. Now you hear everybody screaming on their feet, like just yelling as far as they can. Give me the last athletics check. Oh, nice. You come in and just barely Whoa. beat the other one. And the yells and screams of the crowd just go up. And you see, uh, like, one of the sisters of uh, the bear folk that you uh, had rescued, like, comes up and just throws her arms around, gives you, like, a big bear hug. <laughs> For barely winning. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> Raya. Right, shoots up some uh, fireballs into the air for like fireworks. <laughs> you hear sudden startles, but because a lot of the holder are drunk, they probably enjoy that. <laughs> uh, and Torben, you can have a point of inspiration. Thank you. <laughs> All right, that was a win all right um and then we've got the snake handling um a lot of the uh areas are very much like a carnival atmosphere they're having fun they're laughing they're drinking and all that lucian and io you note that this area is is roped off from the rest of it and, and kind of kept away, and you get a feeling, and I.O., you probably wouldn't know as a, a druid, um, the snakes are purposely being kept away from a lot of the um, the heat and the excitement and everything, and they're being kept a lot more calm. And the area is roped off, and this whole area just seems like it's treated with more reverence. There's no drinking going on here. Everybody seems a little more serious. You think, like, maybe this is maybe a little more ritualistic uh, in nature. Um, and... Uh, when you step up, uh, the Holdra, um, they have this giant cauldron that's being, you know, worked on, and then they're spooning out this foul-smelling concoction into bowls, and then giving those bowls. And she explains that um, this is uh, a, a sacred ritual we do with every feast. Um, one imbibes the mixture and then must maintain their inner peace and calm while the serpent uh, or serpents if you're feeling daring uh, are draped upon you and they nod and make sure you're okay with this however uh she turns to look at you, Io, and kind of cocks her head and says, You are not of flesh. Can you imbibe? <laughs> I can't participate in that way, but I, I am human on the inside. May I sit 
with my companion and interact with them? Um, she kind of mm-hmm. looks at you, Lucian, and just uh, nods and says, Hi. I think that would be okay. <laughs> um, and you get the feeling it's because you treated her with such respect and reverence that she's allowing this. Um, Lucian, they pass the bowl over to you, and it indeed smell smells 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 very foul. <laughs> and they tell you to, uh, but I, yeah, yeah, I won't. Uh... <laughs> they tell you to drink yeah, it up I'll, and I'll then step it. into the area. Hey, down um. the hatch. <laughs> And as he's doing that, and I'm going to go in with him, I'm going to cast Speak with Animals. Okay. Uh, do you try to... Do you make it obvious you're doing this, or do you try to do this on the down low? Um, it's just vocal and somatic, so it's not... I don't want to be flamboyant about it. I really just kind of want... I want to be very low key. Dear snakes, I it. beseech thee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not going to be an orator standing on top <laughs> of the. Yeah. Yeah, you you get the feeling that um you know they they've seen a lot of things, but they're also you know they may be you don't know how they would react to just outright magic being thrown left and right. Mm-hmm. Um, although they seem to enjoy fry, uh, rise up. Uh, uh, fiery pyrotechnics earlier but that was in a moment of jubilation <laughs> uh, okay you cast speak with animals and um it'll, it'll be up to you but right now that the snakes are being kept in the cage and they seem very uh, docile and none of them are really speaking or anything and they're and they're being kept you, you understand they're um this isn't like a circus condition where they're just horribly treated like the snakes are very much like this is respectful and they're trying to um do right by them uh, the holders seem to know what they're doing in this case for handling them. All right, uh, Lucian, give me a con saving throw as you drink this just horrible liquid that you immediately want to <laughs> retch back up. Yeah. Uh, where are you? 14. Uh, you don't think a 14 will work out pretty well for you <laughs> uh, in terms of being able to stomach it. Um and you would take on the poisoned condition. I I notice that he's visibly not okay. So you're I will experiencing tend to him. discomfort. I don't believe you're reacting well. So I will kind of reach around and put my hands on his shoulders to check on him. And as I do, I will cast guidance on him. Okay. Try not to offend them, and this is what I get. Yeah, <laughs> they they honestly they kind of just um, <laughs> smile at that, and you and you see a couple holdra with, with you know, and then not like some of them are sitting calm with the snakes, and others are just kind of like freaking out, and just and some of them are vomiting. Like you get the feeling like it's you know they still have to undergo the same thing. Um, so they don't think actually bad of you kind of being upset about it. And other than the other areas where they would be jesting and making fun of people not doing the thing, this one is treated with much more respect. It's like, you know, hey, if you can do this, great. If not, try to power through it. 
Um, they do, one of them, um, who is handling the snakes, comes over to you, Lucian, and says, "She's an older, and she says, how many snakes would you like, sweetie?" The current record is four. <laughs> how many do you have? <laughs> <laughs> Wiping the spittle from his mouth. <laughs> I could do this all day. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I love that response. Yeah, we... <laughs> Last time I did three steaks. I don't know. Let's let's go for the record. Let's just go five. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Um, she, uh... These she... are all, like, same, similar-sized snakes? Yeah. That I can see? Yeah. I mean, the fifth one's not going to be a giant constrictor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That would be funny, too. Yeah, it's a fork them on there, and they're like, Here's well, the... they get it from a different cage. It's, like, three times as big. <laughs> <laughs> and the fifth one is free. Um, all right, her eyes glisten. <laughs> her eyes glisten with kind of a mischievous uh, look, and says, "Ah, trying to impress your sweetie." <laughs> then goes back to the cage and just starts like lifting out these these snakes, which are pretty docile. They they're like they're not you know they've been kept pretty calm, um, and and puts them uh, and and attempts to kind of drape them all around you. These are anywhere from. You know, two to four feet, which uh, can is pretty big for snakes. Um, and you know, awkwardly trying to place them around kind of your neck area, but you know, you might hold up your arm and it kind of, or maybe like in a lap or something. And the whole time you're feeling like nauseous and queasy inside as well. Like it's not a good feeling. Um, what I need from you is an animal handling check. To try and remain calm and not to agitate the snakes. Is it possible for me to talk to them, to keep them calm, to help him? Lay it on me. Tell me uh, what's how you describe this whole scene. So as they're being placed on there, um, I'll kind of look at them and I'll, I'll say... Um, Hello. My name is Io. Are are you well cared for? Um, some of the snakes look pretty groggy, but uh, one or two of them kind of flick their tongues out and uh, and glance at you and says, "Yes, it's food." That is. And that is my friend, <laughs> Lucian. Please take care of him. Uh, give me, uh, you can give me a animal handling or persuasion check with advantage. Oh. Oh, that's definitely going to be animal handling. I say that and watch me roll a... Oh, 
14? Um, they, uh, a few of them that are paying more attention to you, um, they kind of, uh, are you, are you just leaning over? Are you, are you in physical contact with Lucian or what is your body I'm, language? I'm sitting like right next to him, almost like trying to be an extension of his body. Okay. Um, a, a few of them actually slither their way towards you and kind of onto you, and uh, they, they hiss out and say, You are so cold. <laughs> Is that good? I'm like you. You can see them kind of shiver. So cold. You just see, they seem just mildly. I, I mean, they're not like uh, mad about it, but they just seem uh, curious more than anything. Like they've never um, experienced a mechanical being, I guess. And I'll make sure that my arm is kind of almost like draped inside Lucian's so that our arms are kind of intertwined in the middle. Okay. So they can move freely between the two of us. Yeah. Um, Holding my hair as I'm growing up. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Um, yeah, and, and you're you're pretty. And, and at one point, one of the uh, Holdra, you know, they're distracted by helping other people, and uh, and you see old lady kind of snap over and say, "Hey, now, uh, no cheating, taking on some of the snakes yourself." I. I'm not taking them. They're just moving freely of their own will. They're curious. <laughs> she just kind of grumps. Um, all right, Lucian, give me an animal handling check. Um, the DC goes up per snake. However, it has gone down because of uh, Io. And I. you are also poisoned, so it's a disadvantage, but you also have guidance. So there's a lot of fucking modifiers going on right now. Well, I'm going to throw another wrench in your uh, in your works here. Okay. I know this is not written this way, but I don't know if we if if you allow this somehow <laughs> uh, narratively. But a predatory charm—you can magically beguile the mind of a creature you can see within thirty feet. Are you about to seduce a snake? Like I know it's not charisma check, but yeah, I, I, I'm trying to get that first one to kind of like like me. <laughs> Maybe to tell the others like, yeah, yeah, don't bite this one. He's, he's, he's cool. Yeah. I love this so much. <laughs> Nobody thought a character creation of using predatory charm. Um, he is a snake charmer. <laughs> so do what you will. You with advantage that. on charisma checks made against the target. I know it's charisma, so yeah. I see, but, if any of your allies attack on the target, all right. So you're, yeah, you're trying to use your effect to make it more. No, I like that. Um, well, I tell you what, give me a, give me an advantage charisma check, and it'll be a pretty low DC, but you'll just see if basically this effect seems to work. Oh, check. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh wait a minute wait a minute uh do you have your have clockwork magic thing? i do i have uh the magical guidance my goodness uh that is for checks 
right? Uh, yeah. Uh, this is Switching. a. Yep. I, I yeah. think so. so. I'll use a. I'll use a sorcery point for that. This is the most insane skill. There's so many factors coming in. Wow. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that does seem to work and lower the DC again. Uh, so you you talk like a snake out of it. <laughs> you think you've calmed him down. Um, give me an animal handling check for basically like two snakes worth. Um, you are poisoned, but you... Let's see, what, what did I say? You have poison, so it's disadvantage, and then you have guidance from IO. So that's a D4. Yep. Yep. Oh, 15. Um, one, uh, you, you do really well, but you also, you're, you get a little bit queasy and your kind of leg kicks out and that last snake fucking just clamps on and bites you um and it, it i mean it deals like one piercing damage and you get a sudden vision you don't know if this is some kind of the snake doing this or the concoction doing this or some kind of combination of things but you suddenly just convulse and all of a sudden you are running through a dark forest uh you're scared you're terrified Hands are reaching out from you, ghostly hands in every direction, and whispers and moans fill your ears from hundreds of voices around you. You finally burst through a clearing, and before you lies a great yawning pit into just a black void. Uh, the ground shakes all around you, nearly pitching you forward into this abyss, and then a rising from the dark beneath is a building and its spire reaches up to the sky like a clawed hand grabbing onto the sky and pulling this large temple from the ground and then you black out io from your point of view you just see lucian literally like eyes roll in the back of the head and starts it, it's very it's a scary looking effect you, you're like what the fuck and just starts convulsing um the holdra around don't seem concerned about this however and uh they even one of them you know sees your concern and uh comes over and says oh looks like he's getting a bit of the sight Ah, uh, that can happen. <laughs> You'd better uh, take him somewhere calm. I'll wake up in a few hours. And they, oh, they start lifting okay. the snakes off of him. <laughs> he did add really five snakes. My goodness. Oh, please. Oh, what was uh, the young man's name? Oh, was uh, is his name is, is Lucian. Yes, of course Lucian <laughs> Lucian has gun five snakes everyone and they they all kind of give a it's a very it's like a golf clap <laughs> it's very respectful there's no cheers or anything um but it's also kind of a mild clap because he is like convulsing and clearly having an episode <laughs> 
if I'm able to carry him, uh, I will do so. Yeah. Uh, it's it's very weird. He's he's kind of um, somewhere between like conscious and unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Two by four. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you can you can help him out of there. But you can see there, there's a couple people that are kind of having similar episodes. It's not a necessarily a um, unheard of thing, but yeah, that was uh, that was a pretty scary little event. Wasn't I, know, I didn't think it was possible that Lucian could drink more than me. <laughs> um, that was unexpected. As we're as we're moving away from the area, I will just uh, say to the snakes as they're being taken away, um, thank you for taking care of him and helping him see something. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, they just kind of <laughs> all collectively uh, nod at you and say, "Sorry about Steve." He's kind of a dick. <laughs> um, I will. Gosh. I will just kind of chuckle at that. <laughs> While you are escorting a unconscious, uh, not really lucid Lucian, <laughs> um, Io, your superior perception catches. Out of the corner of your eye, a, uh, a Holdra, kind of off in an area that nobody's at, and you see her like furtively glancing around and then ducking behind uh, what you notice is the large Queen's Hall building. I track, and I will communicate to the rest of the group. Um, I'm sort of have my hands full literally um, can you all check that out I'm going to watch over Lucian something happened to him and I will I will direct the rest of them to uh, where I saw her okay yeah these, these um, were all I'll, I'll, I'll say all these events were happening about simultaneously so about the time that she's leading Lucian away you're all probably having wrapped up your various events. Alaric would run past the uh, the mead tent, grab a, a tankard, and run towards where Io said to go immediately. <laughs> Just sloshing around. <laughs> Just running and doing this as fast as he can. Like a, like a marathon. One vice. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. grabbing them and going as you run. We're trading yep. one vice for another vice. Yeah. Oh, boy. It's <laughs> awesome. Um, so as you... Uh, are, are, do you still go full blast, or do you start like slowing down at all? And I, are the rest of you, uh, Torben and Rye, coming as well? Yeah, we start heading that way. I'm not going to go around a corner, hard tilt. I'm I'm getting to that area, and then I'm going to start going into more of an investigative, seeing if I can find that uh, the who she described okay. in that area, and yeah. see if I can find out what in the world's going on. I'm having I'm having flashbacks of that uh, ghoul spy that uh, Lucian levit the first time Lucian used levitate, and I'm just, I'm just 
that's what I'm thinking. I just keep seeing that spy over and over again. Yeah, you meet up with uh, Torben and Rye and get to the... And again, it's, all the festivities are clearly in certain areas. They're all like in the main, you know, walkways and thoroughfares and stuff. Um, the one snake cage was a little bit out of the way, which maybe is why I was able to spot this happening in this other section. But this is an area that nobody's at right now. And uh, you meet up with the other two and you uh, turn a corner and uh, you see uh, just a lone Trolkin Holdra um, is approaching what looks like a fenced off area of the uh, marsh your um, of the marsh area and and it's it's down further I described the towns up on stilts um, so you all have probably gone down a little bit there's a, a pathway or something uh, to where you're more level with the actual uh, marsh wetlands and there's a, a fenced off area that's kind of nestled um, behind the Queen's Hall building and then like some other buildings to where it's really tucked out of the way. Uh, how do you want to go about this? Um, um, hello, is this where you get where we can get refills? Um, I, I think I lost the mead tent. The Holdra immediately spins around in alarm and um, then uh, I'm going to say it's just you ahead of the other two right now. Maybe they're staying a little bit behind you. So she just kind of um, smiles and um, says I'm sorry I I must have taken a wrong uh, a turn. Surely we should go back to the party right now. And Alaric, her voice sounds very weird to you. Maybe a Darakul accent? And uh, while she's talking to you, I need a... Wisdom saving throw as she's talking and also clearly gesturing with her hands, and you feel a magical effect coming on. Um, is this a magical effect casted by someone who's undead? Um, uh, no, not undead. Not, okay, not undead. Okay, darn. Um, saving throw against what? Uh, wisdom. Try to find where that character sheet is. There we go. Um, Alaric, you feel a sense of calm come over your uh mind. <laughs> um, you sense that. Uh, you know, maybe it's the it's the buzz of the liquor hitting you. <laughs> But uh, you think that this particular Holdra is uh, surely one of the friendly uh, ones that you might have just shot like arrows with or, you know, something. And maybe it just, uh, you, know, you don't know why I want it off, but had just uh, suggested that maybe uh, they just took a wrong turn and that you should head back to uh, head back to the party. Um, and Torben and Rai, you 
all come around, or you're at the corner right now, and you kind of see Alaric uh, talking to a Holdra. And I'll let you all take it from here. But that's so clearly you're you're now Alaric. You feel like this person is uh, just a one of your buddies from the the feast, the fair. I guess we catch up and say. I guess talking to Alaric, like, hey, what's up? What's, what's going on? I I found one of them behind here. I don't know what Io's concern was, but I'm. I think I need a refill. <laughs> Just kind of swaying a little bit. <laughs> um, but she's still there. She's still there. She's still she there. Now... Nope, nope. She's still there. Okay. Uh, give me an insight check on uh, on Alaric, probably. No. Yeah, he's probably just drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Now's not the time to worry about your placard. <laughs> when is? <laughs> fair point, fair point. <laughs> um, and Alaric would just go, Io, I found somebody. I don't know what the problem is. I'm going back to the meat tent. <laughs> Would I be concerned over the tone that he's taking or anything? I mean, could I read anything? Uh, give me him talking to me. Yeah, give me insight with disadvantage since you're not physically in contact with him. But I, I will give you some insight um, just at disadvantage. So you can try to tell if. He's acting a little weird. 19. You know Alaric pretty well, and it definitely seems like something is slightly amiss. You've never seen him to be so imbibed that he would uh, dismiss your concerns. Okay. And this would um, maybe cause you to be a bit alarmed. Bye, Torben. Something happened to Alaric. Did, were you with him? Something's wrong. Yeah, he, he was ahead of us. He, he he got to them first, and I didn't hear what he said. Well, some something is wrong with Alaric. He's drunk. No, this isn't Again. drunk. Again, <laughs> They. Whoever that is did something to him before you got there. Who is she? Torbinal turn and ask, who are you? What did you do to him? Um she uh kind of glares at you for a second and then kind of uh breaks into a smile and says, um yes very concerned about your uh, friends uh, drinking you uh, should probably uh, help him and again she's uh, kind of making some gestures and uh, mumbling some words I need you to give me a wisdom save Rye though you can tell 
she is casting a spell. Regardless of what this wiz save is. Uh, 13. Torben, you feel like the words make sense, but there's a little bit of venom behind them. Some kind of manipulation to where you kind of see through... And yes, Alec, you barely <laughs> just missed the save. Um, I barely missed the save. Barely, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and Torben, you, at the same time, Rai, you can tell she's casting a, a spell. Um, in fact, you would probably know, without even an Arcana check, this is a very simple Charm Person spell. Um, that And Torben, you are able to shake off these effects. You feel like there is some manipulation behind um, those words. Um, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> what... Uh... What can I tell about her demeanor? Is she is she Give me an investigation check as you look at her. Ooh. <laughs> Looks like just all the holder are just kinda uh looking too similar for you these days. Um net one. Um her demeanor is growing concern now, I would say. Before she was very friendly and things, and now that especially like Torben's still like staring, you know, maybe shaking his head or something. Now she's getting more, she's growing agitated, and her voice kind of rises a little bit. And she says, "I, I think you need to leave me alone." Torben's gonna step towards her and say, "I think you need to come with us." At when you Is say she drinking too? <laughs> at that point, I I, uh, I slap Alec on the, on his back. Uh, I say, like, snap out of it, man. <laughs> um, knowing that it's a spell. Yeah. I'm trying to look at how. Uh, I don't know how much damage I do, but maybe a little. I, I don't think it's damaged. That's what I was trying to look. I don't think it's damaged based. Um, until your companions do anything harmful to it. Um, however, what happens is, uh, Torben, when you step up and say you need to come with us, um, the Holdra glares absolute daggers at you, and her mouth opens, and then it, like, distends creepily, like, another few degrees to where you're like, oh, that's not right. And then this cold breath exhales from her mouth and kind of blankets you in ice. Uh, and I need a constitution saving throw. Oh, shit. That'll come in handy. A con <laughs> These uh, torments reminding me is a thick coat. I need a constitution saving throw from you and... Uh, right, Alaric. I will let you decide. Are were you still hanging out with them, or were you like halfway back to the? Well, Rai did say he just clocked me in the back. That's, so no, that's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. I'm so pretty I'm gonna, close to. I'm pretty close to him. I'm gonna include you to this. Which I is gonna, you on the back, which is gonna shake off the effects. So yeah, you were all pretty close. Uh, so please give said, me a con uh, save. Oh, I'm really good at those. <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> actually, you are all very good at con saves. It turns out. Um, so that is, 
you all take half of uh, this 66 damage, which was 16, so you take 8 damage. Uh, Torben, you would take half of that uh, as being resistant. Um, and you can see while she was doing this uh, in this kind of like cone attack, this freezing fog was just billowed out um, everywhere. And um, a number of uh, small icy creatures seem to like spring up in its wake. And uh, as as you as they kind of uh, surround you, um, the fog envelops her, and um, she gives off a uh, angry just hissing sound and seems to uh, pull away. I need to put uh, something on this map. You said the fog kind of envelops her? Yes. Okay. And she seems to seemingly disappear when that happens. Um, um, and these icy creatures um, are these small little you know, like icy chunks of it, and they immediately like surround and uh, you know try and claw at you all. But the three of you um, are able to fight back and dispatch them fairly easily, uh, even though they kind of you know pop and burst out their little um, icy spikes. I'm montaging this battle because you're kind of a split party right now, um, and it's kind of trivial. Uh, however, when you look around, you see that. Uh, the figure is gone, but crumpled on the ground, uh, maybe in her hasty escape, you find a crumpled uh, note, and when you unfurl it, it looks like a map. And the map depicts um, the region that you're in. You can point out, like, hey, here's the river we came up in. And the town you're in is circled, and then there is a path um, leading basically kind of back down the river and then over east a little bit. And then there's uh, depicted as a bunch of um, stones in a circle near that path. There appears to be no trace of this figure. Would that be something like here? Uh, it sure would. Okay. <laughs> Alar's just shaking his head. Mm, I didn't think I drank that much. Several Holdra come running in um, who look like they are um, specifically weren't in the festivities. They look like more armed and guards. And they come charging around the corner and look very alarmed at the fact that you are here and just, and just say, What are you doing back here? This area is off limits. Not going to disagree. But there, those ice chunks were here before we were. Yeah. And they weren't ice chunks a minute ago. And he just kind of looks at Torben. He made them into snow. <laughs> Yeah, for all they know, one of you just blasted something with, you know, cold. <laughs> we we followed someone suspicious. 
she seemed I think she was disguised or shape shifted or something. Had she some cast, dental problem. Cast spells and then disappeared. Um, they seem very concerned about this. <laughs> uh, they yeah, asked for like dental problem. Yeah, they asked for description. Comes down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cold breath. Uh, made a bunch of walking icicles that Torben turned into snow. Uh, rye melted a few. You know, so they they, and, t- they tell you to come to the see the queen basically immediately. Um, and you uh, rush to the. Uh, the queen's hall and uh, she's in there just kind of uh you know t- she's not on the throne or anything she's just talking with um other uh holder in the area and they're kind of you know laughing and enjoying themselves and then as soon as you i uh we just got called to the to the queen's <laughs> throne room um i might need backup because <laughs> lucian talks better than i do and uh, this this could go bad <laughs> where's lucian <laughs> Lucian, um, I I look around. Um, can can anyone wake him up? <laughs> Do you come into the hall with him like that? <laughs> yeah, like I'm carrying him. <laughs> you can kick open the doors and you're just holding it like lightning flashes behind you. <laughs> like the um, Terminator. <laughs> yeah. Um, a few of them kind of actually chuckle at your distress, but they they bring him over and kind of. Uh, they have some other kind of foul-smelling um, salts or something they put uh, under his face to try to uh, rouse him. Um, so, Lucian, you're starting to come to come too, but uh, the uh, the rest of you can and and the the Holdra clearly and Captain Halfred's one of them who um, was uh, escorting you all there and seemed to be in charge of the security and reports to Queen Thorgood that you uh, were found um, near, and she says she's about to say something, and then she catches herself and glances at all you, said, near the site. Uh, Your Majesty, that was an incident. Some creature, and she looks at all of you, it looked Holdra, was there with some powers of ice, don't forget the dental problem. Mm-hmm. The, the the jaw just kind of came unhinged and stuff. Um, yeah, and the queen says, "Oh, this is this is bad. It is starting to get too large to hide, and creatures of ice from the north are usually bad." <laughs> Uh, do you have any other clues? Torment, um, without any tact, just holds out the map. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, we found this. Um, Negotiation <laughs> team B is now on duty. Yeah. Tour with the new rye. Yeah, take this. Take this, it, please. This little hiding artifact. <laughs> um. Yeah, she... Alaric, make sure the robes are inside the armor. (laughs) (laughs) At first, uh, Halfred looks very insulted that you would hand something directly to the queen, but then the queen just takes it and kind of waves her off. It says, they are near the the standing stones, perhaps. That would be a a good place to investigate. 
and uh, she says, Alfred, you were saying recently that you have spotted some, uh, some strange fae in the areas in our lands recently, were you not? And she just kind of nods. Says, nasty little goblin-y creatures from the north. Ray's a nice guy. I mean, Ray's a nice guy. That's not nice to talk about him like that. <laughs> Alec's still coming off of it. <laughs> um, by the way, Alec, you, you felt when you were dam- damaged, um, you did feel like you, uh, you know, all the turn person effects come into play. Like you felt like you were manipulated and you, you knew how to spell cast on you and all that. Um, and, uh, Halford says, uh, we can, uh, send an army, my queen, and, uh, deal with any threats that are there. We must protect the, the site. And, uh. How groggy am I at this point? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're very groggy, but you're coming through. You're, oh. you're probably near the same level of Alaric in a different way. <laughs> <laughs> You're still, you still, you kind of waking up in like a terror sweat too. Like you experienced. Yeah, a, I was going to say, I probably shot up. Yeah, ah. yeah. <laughs> 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 Just breaking this tension with a blood curdling scream. Everybody jumps. Alar cans him a drink. There you go. <laughs> I don't like any of the drinks they prepared. <laughs> All right, sorry. <laughs> when she stumbled on, when she stuttered there yep. and caught herself, I would like to cast Detect Thoughts. Ooh. With my medallion. Yeah, you have to remind me how uh, Detect Thoughts works. I think you can just automatically read a lot of the surface thoughts, and then you have to make the check to actually like go deeper. Yeah, I'm not going to go deep. I'm just going to go. And they don't know surf- don't that you're thing. reading the surface thoughts, right? They only know if you go deeper. Correct. I think that's right. Picture Inception. People talk about going deeper. Let's see, detect thoughts. You initially learn the surface thoughts of the creature what is most on its mind in the moment that's a great time to be able to do this and then yeah if you probe deeper the target must make a wisdom saving throw so i would say yeah if you're not going to probe deeper then they would not uh, know that's even happening and because you're all groggy then they probably don't even know to well the fact you just gave out a blood curling scream for a moment uh (laughs) they wouldn't know that you'd be casting a spell um what you hear her thoughts are saying is over and over she repeats the world tree the world tree must be protected um if there are any enemies that um have discovered it or suspect it or maybe it's magic is starting to um attract uh, creatures, uh, but we must protect it at all costs. And then another one of her surface thoughts is that um, she's thinking maybe these newcomers, maybe it's a sign from the gods that they help us in this task. 
And Alaric would have clued when she said army. He would have sobered up a li- pretty quick on that. And just looks looks at the queen dead serious. Do you need something destroyed? <laughs> something killed? I'm sorry. The drink keeps the monster at bay. But if you need something taken out, we can let it out to play. <laughs> Alaric is now the Hulk of the party. Um, the the queen says the Huldra have many enemies. These are wild and dangerous lands. And there is something very dear to us and to us all. And she kind of enfold, you know, um, splits her arms to gesture to all of you. That needs to be protected. And perhaps you all would aid us in this task in uh, for us uh, helping all of you divine the location that you seek. We are, of course, no strangers to battle, but I suspect neither are you and Perhaps a smaller force uh, would be more effective here. I will put Lucian down so he's standing on his own two feet now. I'm not even holding this whole time. <laughs> like a baby. Um, <laughs> I was just sucking my thumb. <laughs> After and, that nightmare. Um, I will put Lucian down. <laughs> I, will, uh, I will say... I will speak up and say, you have shown us kindness as strangers, and it's only fair that we aid you. We came here to stop the evil from spreading, and perhaps that means helping you. Um, she nods and thanks says um we can of course send some uh holder with you captain halfred would never leave it down uh, live it let me live it down if i sent others completely in our stead uh, but i think by working together hopefully we can prevent any further attacks or subterfuge and thank you also for not letting anything ruin this day to honor our fallen sister I understand and respect ceremonies for the fallen I've participated in way too many in my time she nods very solemnly and she raises a glass and, and every like everybody at the table automatically starts raising and she's like let us give a toast to the fallen and we will 
honor their sacrifices with the deeds that we do every day. Alaric gives a hearty cheer and then under his breath starts listing a hundred names. <laughs> nice. All right. I think that is going to do it for this episode of Empire of the Ghouls. We'll have you guys going towards uh, the Standing Stones location next time. Uh, thank you to Christopher, Corey, Dory, John, and Stan for playing. Thank you to all of the amazing patrons for making these sessions happen. Shout out to Platinum Patrons, Joe, Will, Thomas, Stan, Brandon, Zenersider, David, Eclectic, Roleplay, Roll, Christopher, Brian, Corey, Coa, 1337, Big Nut, John, John, Scott, Gene, Eric, Tyler, Nathan, Camp, Crystal, Lake, Counselor, Big Chef, Andrew, Daryl, The Relderan, Matt, Captain, Woody, 79, Jaren, and Matthew, and Gold Patrons, RPG, Paper, Crafts, Pretty Boy, and Yuma, Edison, Lounge, Sam, Lumpy Spuds, Jerome, Nathan, Fastlega, Tortoise, Scott, Refus, Karen, William, Jerry, and Thomas. Thank you all very much for your support, and we will see you next time. Thank you.